Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today I have a few different things I want to share with you. I'm going to share with you a tech tip that I had forgotten about until just recently. And I'm so glad that I've been reminded of it. And I have recently benefited from something that has benefited me so many times in the past. I believe it will benefit you. And I can't believe that I've gone so long without using it. And I just have those things that I forget about from some time, some, from time to time. Anyway, I'm going to share that with you in just a moment. I'm also going to share with you a little insight into what's going on in my mind when it comes to why I make the decisions that I make in my business, to put my focus where my focus has been, and why, well, maybe my business doesn't look like other people's businesses, when certainly I have all of the resources to make some, well, okay, potentially have all of the resources to make those things happen, and 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 some i think what i do sometimes confuses a number of people but you know we all have a different path a different journey in life and i'm going to share a little insight into my world in this episode as well but let me just kick off with that thing that i hinted about just a few moments ago a resource that i use that i haven't used in a while that has been a huge blessing so I recently launched a brand new mastermind group, a third mastermind group, and in the most recent meeting that we had, which was yesterday, one of the individuals who was in the hot seat said, listen, I just finished reading this book called Deep Work. I think it's by Cal Newport. And he says, I've heard of this concept before, but I didn't have this language. And he goes, I want to get into more intentional, blocked out times where I can do deep work. And I just wanted to get some feedback and some advice on how do you do this and where you're not distracted all the time. And of course, He's talking about the fact that people are emailing him and phone calls are coming in. This guy is not full-time self-employed. He's an attorney and works in a in a law firm. And so there's a lot of people that want his attention. And quite frankly, it, it's his daily responsibilities to be available to a lot of those people. So his question was, what advice, what techniques, what tactics do you think that I could employ to, to maybe two or three times a week, get 90 minutes blocked out for nothing but distraction-free, deep work. That was his big thing he brought to his hot seat. And myself and five other guys who were on the call poured into him and gave him a lot of valuable insights. And some of those things just off the top of my head were, uh, number one, he'd already uh, played around with this idea of putting a do not disturb sign on your door and, and letting everybody in the office that says, listen, I, I, I need to be distraction free. We talked about 
Uh, if he's got a, a telephone system in the office, there should be the ability for you to put it into a do not disturb mode so that even your secretary can't buzz in. But of course, you'd want to let the secretary know that you know that you are unavailable and that if she tries to buzz through, she, she should get some kind of indicator that that's not going through and that she should hold your calls. And uh, we talked about taking your your phone and putting it in do not disturb mode and how to adjust your notification settings on your desktop so that they don't come through and uh, maybe even changing your environment a bit. Uh, one person said that you know what worked for them is uh, they can't do the quote unquote deep work or haven't experienced deep work at the office, so they go to a coffee shop. Um, but uh, one of the things that I notice is that you know there's these fluorescent fluorescent lights that he works under all day every day. And I said, you might want to consider getting something like a one of those reading lamps that you would go behind behind a reading uh, a chair that you would sit in your in your home if you have a little nook in your bedroom where you got a reading chair. I you can get these lamps that are floor lamps, and I would encourage you to put a nice warm light, you know, like the old incandescent bulbs, and and allow the and then go in and, and when you're in deep work mode. Not only do you put the do not disturb sign and you shut off all the notifications, do everything else everybody else said, but another thing to do that you can change the environment is during deep work sessions, you flip off the fluorescent lights and you turn on this nice, warm, incandescent feeling light, this warm light, and it's a little bit more darker, more peaceful, and everything that you would need to have at your disposal for your deep work session is still right there in the office, but it's still a slightly different environment just by changing the lighting. The lighting can change the mood, and it kind of psychologically can set your brain to say, hey, something's different here, and when the when I'm in this lighting, I, I'm, in, I'm in this mode. And then, of course, as soon as your deep work session, if it's an hour or 90 minutes, as soon as it's finished, uh, turn that, in, you know, that lamp off and turn your lights back on and, and let your, your mind become conditioned to that's what these two different environments are for. So uh, some amazing stuff. But then it occurred to me, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm going to give you an advice about something that I haven't thought about for a very long time. And I'm just, I, I'm going to take the audio recording from the mastermind group, and it's pretty much just me speaking here, so I'm not sharing anything confidential. You may hear one or two other people on the call. You may hear their voice in, in a quick response or something like that. But what I'm going to share with you is what I recommended, this tool that I had not used for so long. But man, am I so glad this came up in conversation. I'm glad that you've brought this up because I have you ever had a system or a tool or a technique that every single time you use it, it absolutely works without fail. It's never failed you. you it, it's the most awesome thing. But for some reason, you get out of the habit of using it and you almost forget that it exists. Yes. <laughs> I want to tell you that's Focus at Will. So first of all, it's focusatwill.com. And it says on their homepage, scientifically optimized music to help you focus. So um, Frank was just talking about the fact that he'll turn his, his chair away from his computer, but it's also where the, all of a sudden the door is behind him. 
And I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a part of our brain that is always actively looking out for danger. Sometimes we have a very difficult time focusing on our work because, well, there's there's some potential unknown danger that could come out of out of nowhere, and your brain's always on the lookout for that. So what Focus at Will has done, and this was created by neurobiologists, they studied how the brain works, and this music will literally hypnotize that part of your brain so that if you listen to this music in the background while you're working, it literally will hypnotize that part of the brain so it is no longer looking behind you. Now, the thing is, somebody comes in, they're going to freak you out. Anyway, what the heck just happened? Now, I want to tell you, it sounds a little woo-woo, but if you read up on it on their website, it's absolutely real. There's a timer that you can choose to use or not use. I highly encourage you to, to use it because here's what happens to me. I will set it for 45 minutes, and I'll put that on in the background, and I go and I start working on something. It's like, okay. And, and next thing I know, it goes ding. And I'm like, it's only been like three minutes. No, it's been 45 minutes. And I just did more in 45 minutes than I normally accomplish in three days. So that's my personal testimonial for Focus at Will. And it's worked every single time for me that I've used it. And by the way, I have gone in crazy. I, I did like a three-hour Focus at Will session and it, it, yeah, it, it's insane what I can accomplish with Focus at Will. So I'm glad you brought this up just for that purpose alone. So Cliff, is this that's not something you're using throughout the day every day though, right? It's just for larger projects or? It's just when I, it's when I'm like, I need to sit down and I need to focus, I need to concentrate and I need to get out of my own head. And this music in the background, and, and it's matter of fact, have you guys ever like tried to do work with music in the background? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, if you read the articles on here, that is the worst thing you can do because what are you going to do? You choose music that you like and your brain is actually listening to the music to, because you, you enjoy it. And so you're foc- you're actually, you're pulling your focus towards the music. Now the music can still help you get in a better mood and being in a better mood can help you get more done, but it doesn't help you get more focused. And so the idea is that with this music, you you literally hear it, but you don't consciously know that it's playing. And in fact, there is a skip button on there. So the, that uh, and I, I'm going to give you a little tip if you guys try to use this service. If you ever during your work that you're doing while listening to this music, if all of a sudden you start noticing the music, it's like, oh, that's really cool, or that that beats a little distracting immediately reach over and click the forward button. It will skip the song. It will never play that song for you again because the idea is that you will, you should not recognize that this song is, ha- this music's being played in the background. It's to get out of the way and out of the distractions. Um, real quickly, if you want to know what my favorite, cha- there's so many channels. My favorite channels are Ambient. Uh, I think there's a channel called Ambient. There's Classical Piano. There is Focus Spa, and there is also Cinematic. Those are the four channels I like, and I, in every single one of them, I prefer medium intensity. Well, there you go. As you can tell, I was really excited about uh, the fact that this just reoccurred to me, and I want to give you a little follow-up of what happened today. 
I saw a post from Clint, who is happens to be the person that was in the hot seat. And this morning, he posted, he said, uh, he put in Basecamp, which is what we use for our discussion forum. He says, focus at will is the subject line. He said, I just finished an 80-minute deep work session with focus at will in the background. That is a real difference maker, exclamation mark. Thanks, Cliff. So that was awesome. And then Jason, who happens to be another member of that group, he said, nice, Clint. I, too, am enjoying the focus at will experience. He says, it's it's funny how when I actually, quote, unquote, noticed the music, instead of normally turning it up and thinking, hey, this is actually catchy, I have to condition myself to hit the skip button instead. And so these guys are already implementing that valuable resource. And the funny thing is, is that today I had a bunch of data entry stuff that needed to be done. And it's that type of data entry stuff that, quite frankly, it bores me to tears. It's it's accounting bookkeeping stuff. And yes, I know I can hire bookkeepers and, and have somebody else do all of that stuff. But the reality is, is that it's something that Stephanie and I only do once a month and we knock it out in two to three hours once a month and, and it's, it's all good. But it's, but the thing is, is I, I really don't like the stuff that I do right before Stephanie comes down. Uh, I'm, it's just like, really, why am I doing this? But the thing is, is I fired up on my iPad today, focus at will. I think I turned it on cinematic and medium intensity. And I set it for, I think it was 25 minutes and I did in 25 minutes, which was something that would have normally taken me 45 minutes to an hour to do today. But not only that, but exactly what I said in that mastermind group setting yesterday, that 25 minutes, it, 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 I was in perfect flow state because by the end of the 25 minutes, I was working that entire 25 minutes, but I could swear to you, it was like three minutes. It, it, it went that fast. It was that easy. It was that natural. I can't believe that I forgot about Focus at Will. And by the way, um, I, I looked. I still have an account with them, and I, w- I think I'm on an annual subscription, and I was on Focus at Will back when it was really, really cheap. I mean, th- when they first started Focus at Will. Anyway, I, I know it's more expensive today, um, and I do want to let you know, I do have an affiliate program with them. I think they have a lifetime account. And now, trust me, you do not want to go for the lifetime account right away if, if, you, if you're not going to just take my word for it. So I would encourage you to check out, uh, fo- go to mindsetanswerman.com slash focus at will. I forgot to give them the, these guys are over there checking out focus at will and I didn't give them my affiliate link, but that's okay. It's not all about the money anyway, but uh, mindsetanswerman.com slash focus at will. If they have a free trial, sign up for the free, free trial. See if it works for you like I've talked about here. And then if you if you decide that you want to sign up, um, just know that I will get a commission if you went through mindsetanswerman.com slash focus at will, all spelled out. And um, the one thing that I do know is that they have this an- or this lifetime VIP subscription. I think it's two ninety nine or something like that, or it's just a couple hundred bucks. But if this thing is as valuable to you, having a lifetime membership uh, to this service, and the question is, gosh, if I pay all this and it's a lifetime membership, what if they go out of business? You know, all these internet startup businesses and stuff like that—they don't all stick around. 
I can tell you this, Focus at Will has been around for several years now, and it's been at least three, four, maybe even five or six years. Actually, gosh, I I know it goes all the way back to 2014, because I remember in November 2014, I was talking about this at a one-day business mastermind that I co-hosted with Ray Edwards. So there you go. That's the tech tip I wanted to share with you. All right. Now, okay, so I confuse a lot of people, I think, when it comes to the the way that I do my business. Many of you have been following my journey. You know that I made a very, very huge pivot in my focus and what I do for a living. I built my brand as the Podcast Answer Man for over a decade. And after that, I made a decision. I want to become the mindset answer man. I want to be a business mentor, a life coach, and a motivational speaker. That's who I am. That's, I believe, I've come to the understanding that these in and of themselves are highly marketable skills that would add tremendous value to people's lives, and that those who purchased my products or services or listened to the content related to this content it would have a profound and positive and even trackable return on investment for people. And once I became convinced of that, I'm like, why am I doing the podcast coaching and consulting stuff? Because when I left my career in insurance, I said, I wonder what life would be like if I could do this for a living instead of insurance. And this wasn't necessarily podcasting. It was it, it was investing in people's lives in a way that was encouraging them, inspiring them, motivating them, and it had a lot to do with the way that I was processing the things that I was learning, my successes, my failures, uh, the things, the goals that I was setting, how I was achieving them, the obstacles in my way, how I was overcoming them, and more importantly, my mindset and my focus on the fact that I was not going to give up. And I just, I just never saw it at the time as, as being a marketable skill. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to leave my career in insurance, how am I going to pay the bills? Well, I know that people will pay me to teach them how to podcast because, well, I was already making a couple thousand dollars a month just doing it as a hobby on the side. And I'm like, I think if I was to go full time and leave the career in insurance, I could, I could really make a living doing this. And that was teaching people how to podcast. But that's not why I left my career in insurance. I left my career in insurance so I could do what I consider to be my mission in the world. And and it was almost as though, you know, it's like, listen, I, I'm going to do a career as a podcast coach and consultant so that it will pay for my ministry work that I do in the world. And then I'm like, well, I, and the transition that I made is I, I wonder if my, I wonder if it's possible to do ministry, that my ministry work or what I, my mission, my purpose, what I was put on this planet to do, what I believe God cr- knew in advance when he created me that this was the work that I would do. I wonder if it's, it's possible to make a living doing that. And I, and I've since learned that it is. So I've shared a couple times that I have this dream, this vision of the future. It's not something that I, can tell you that I'm actively like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this happens. But I have this vision of myself hosting stadium-sized events, tens of thousands of people who are attending live events in a stadium that I'm hosting, that I'm literally on stage. And those people came mostly because, well, I'm putting this event together. They're there to hear me speak. 
not just my, me. I, I would probably always have other speakers come and share valuable insights. I have lots of peers and mentors and special people in my life that that I trust amazing at, at an amazing level for them to come and share directly what I've learned from them. And I did that at Free the Dream Conference with Dan Miller and uh, Ken Davis and Ray Edwards and Leslie Samuel and PJ Jonas and Daphne Scott and Giovanna Ellison and John C. I, I could go on. I, we had, I think we had 12 total speakers at Free the Dream 2018. It was incredible. Uh, you know, but the thing is, is I've shared very publicly that I have I, I have a desire one day to 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 put a minimum of ten thousand people in a stadium. I think at the earliest I was thinking, you know, forty fifty thousand people in a stadium. The thing is, is at that time I'd never really known what forty to fifty thousand people in a stadium actually looked like. Maybe I'd been at a sporting event where there's close to that, but um, I've since gone to several stadium events, uh, concerts with, you know, 20, 30,000 people. And I'm like, okay, that's what this looks like, what this feels like. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, I see Tony Robbins doing many events per year. I'd say he's probably doing 8, 10, 12 events a year. And I know his UPW events tend to bring somewhere between six to 12,000 people per event. He's doing that several times a year, uh, like w- all over the U.S. and actually in, in around the world as well. I just saw he just did one in London. So I'm thinking, okay, well, Tony's been doing this for years, and he's got 10,000. Thing is, is my vision is still somewhere right around there, it's a minimum 10,000 people in an event. That's my vision. That's what I, when I actually just, I think about the future, where my journey is leading me, I, I just see that. And there's a ton of people who believe it as much as I do, and there are a handful of people who have more faith that it's actually not only going to happen, but it'll happen much faster than I believe it will happen. And you know, and again, it's this is a this is a vision and a dream of the future, but it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a stated goal that I'm like I'm going to get there. Uh, there are times when I think of it almost as a goal and and but the, but I've never put a date on it. When am I going to host that first stadium? Now, here's the interesting thing. I've already started my first conference with Free the Dream 2018. We're already selling tickets. Uh, I think we're about $20,000 in ticket sales already for Free the Dream 2019, which by the way, if you haven't got your tickets yet, you want to get them before the price goes up, head over to freethedreamconference.com. It's this September and that is over at freethedreamconference.com. It's going to be in Franklin, Tennessee, September 13th through the 15th. It is going to be incredible. If you if you haven't done so ever uh, already, go over and watch the highlight reel just from just the the look and feel of that venue. It's an incredible space. It's an incredible event and you'll certainly be hearing more about it from me in the very near future. But the thing is, is I've already hosted that first event, or these the, the first event, I've already scheduled and we're selling tickets to the second annual event of this, and I have already had conversations with my event planners, and I already know how much it costs to reserve per day the Predator Stadium, and it's right around $100,000 per day 
to have access to that venue, which is actually way more affordable than I thought it would be. Now, there's a lot more expenses that go along with that and things of that nature. But again, I'm not in a rush for that dream to be fulfilled. In fact, I will tell you that I actually have some concerns about what life will be like, what will be required of me when I am at that level. And yes, I just used that language, when I am at that level. I, I'm, I'm under the assumption that it will happen. Now, the crazy thing is, is you know, I, I, I was tempted the other day to, to, to pull out that hole in 10 to 15 years from now, maybe I'll have this, this stadium event. And my friend Ray Edwards pointed this out to me because Cliff, you keep saying ten to fifteen years, ten to fifteen years. And and, he, and I loved it when he asked me this question: Why not next year? And of course, then that's a great question. And I've learned the value of a question like that. And of course, then all the limiting beliefs get exposed. And and certainly, I have eliminated a ton of limiting beliefs by by answering that question. And realistically. I could potentially see my first stadium event with 10,000 people within five, five years. I think that is within the realm of not only possibility, it's within the realm of potential likelihood. Now, I'm very careful with the, and I'm intentional with the words that I'm using is because I'm not sure that I want it to happen five years from now. But if, when I think about 10 years from now, well, gosh, I'd be 55 if we go, well, actually 56. Uh, and then, you know, and, and then if I if I say 15 years from now, I'd be 61. And it's, it's not that I can't do this stuff when I'm in my, fifth, you know, late 50s and in, in my 60s. Uh, and, and chances are I will be doing it then. I don't know how, I, let me ask this. Um, I'm going to pause for a second. I want to ask Alexa how how old Tony Robbins is. Okay, so I've just learned that uh, Tony Robbins is 59 years old. So if it, Tony Robbins is doing it at 59, and the co- cool thing is, is that I'm, I, I think that in a health and fitness style, lifestyle that I've got going on for myself right now, I think I'm going to be very vibrant and definitely be able to pull that off even when I get to that age. But the thing is, is I don't know that I necessarily want to wait that long but I don't necessarily know that I am eager to to make it happen in the next two to three years. So I, I, I can tell you that as I progress forward, I see it becoming more and more inevitable that this vision will actually come to fulfillment. And I believe that it will come much quicker than I anticipate. And I think that over the next two to three years, there will be a ton of personal growth that's going to happen in my life and, I'll, and, and several more beliefs that will be uh, il- limiting beliefs that will be eliminated through the process of the next two to three years. Uh, there will have to be some rewiring of blueprints about how life ought to be in certain ways, in certain areas. Uh, thoughts about fame, thoughts about, and and I, I'm not even act, actively pursuing fame at this point, and I have some concerns about you know the the 
the fame and the number of people who would come up to me, you know, consistently out in public in restaurants, especially if it were, you know, very, very close to the event and stuff like that. Would I be able to go out? Would I lose my anim- anonymity? And not to mention a bunch of other things that I, we'll deal with those when they come. But um, anyway, so a lot of people know that I have this vision of the future, this 10,000 plus stadium event or tens of thousands. And and so, but I've also been very authentic, uh, not just here in this podcast, but I have another podcast where I give a ton of behind the scenes insights into what goes on in my mind and, and as it relates to my business. It's called the Audio Journal Podcast. You can find that at mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. Anyway, I was sharing there, and I had a, a, a member of my community who emailed me. His name is Eric Wachter. Wachter? Anyway, he emailed me this email with the subject line, what, what would happen if Cliff would coach Cliff? And he says, listening to you over the past few weeks, it seems like you maybe have started to drift a bit. And by the way, this is way. Be- this was right before, this was back on April 19th that he sent this email. And it was before I released last week's episode called Confession Time. And it was also right before I um, posted the episode about when ha- content is hard to create. And it was right during that period of time where I was in the three weeks of of absolutely zero routine because of my trip to San Diego, the thriving marriage workshop, and then uh, spring break all back to back and not much forethought given in advance that all of that was all going to happen so uh, compact with one another. And of course, you know, the talked about the fact that we did this thriving marriage workshop and rather than focusing on the, um, the, marketing for Free the Dream 2019, we we decided to do this right in between spring break and and uh, San Diego, this thriving marriage workshop. And that it was it was profitable for us, but it generated a total of two thousand dollars in profit, which, you know, is not terrible, but there the question is is how much more could I have generated had I I certainly could have sold more than $2,000 worth of tickets for the six weeks that we spent working on putting that together. And those are kinds of things that I've shared very publicly and maybe here in this podcast, it depends. I have a hard time remembering everything that I've I've put where, but I've, I've shared in a lot of places, just bits and pieces of all this journey. So here's what Eric said. He says, listening to you over the past few weeks, it seems that you started drifting a little, like there's a lack of clarity where, you sh- where your focus needs to be. It's like you haven't found your feet yet in your new direction. I can see that you're extremely passionate about your new direction, which is mindset answer, man, uh, business mentoring, life coaching, and, and stuff like that. He says, in particular, you're very excited, passionate about the marriage course with your wife, but I can also see that you're frustrated as it's not as financially rewarding as you'd like it to be. Uh, it, that's true. I that I I, I, so I here's the one thing I can tell you. And I did a, by the way, I did an entire podcast episode of the audio journal called "What If Cliff Would Coach Cliff," because he's like he says this. He goes, "That made me ask myself the question: What would uh, Cliff do if Cliff hired Cliff as a coach?" Uh, and, and you know, basically, you know, what what advice would you give to somebody who has this goal of tens of thousands of people in a conference? Uh, and that, and your client, your mentoring or your coaching client came to you and said, this is my goal. This is my vision of the future. This is what I want to do. 
but they had all of the different things that you have going on. You've got, you know, three different mastermind groups now. You've got the, you've had this building an online business workshop. You've got the Free the Dream conference. And then you launched this, you know, you know, just out of the blue, you launched this um, uh, free uh, thriving marriage workshop. You know, it seems to me like there's, you have a lack of clarity of where your focus should be. Now, I again, I did an entire podcast episode uh, titled, What Would Happen If Cliff Would Coach Cliff? And I'll just give you, the summary is, I've been coaching myself through the entire process. And the one thing I will tell you is that there has not been a lack of clarity whatsoever. So I have actual crystal clear clarity, more clarity about who I am, what it is that I'm meant to do, what direction I'm heading in, the ultimate goal of where I'm going, and I have a very clear picture of how to get there. What I don't have exactly is the time frame of where the ultimate end game will happen, you know, the when when it will grow to the point of the tens of thousands. And and that's not necessarily all that concerning to me at all. But I have been coaching myself. There's a reason why I chose to do the mastermind groups in addition to doing the conference. There is certainly a reason why I was doing the building an online business workshops and there, it, it, there is a very clear reason why Stephanie and I decided to spend a total of six weeks investing in a thriving marriage workshop. And, and so I, I got to tell you, I'm super excited that I've made all of the decisions that I've made since shutting down Podcast Answer Man. What I can tell you is that I've made some decisions in the past, what is it, year and a half plus that I, I have made some decisions in the past year and a half that have caused me some financial stress um, just following Free the Dream as a result of, of some limiting beliefs about marketing uh, and my lack of, uh, what do you call it? my ignorance of how to market something like a live event compared to what I've always marketed in the past. But yeah, the thing is, is I, I there was a there was a definite financial stress that was that was created as a result of a, a void financially. But here's the cool thing: is is number one, we re, we've Stephanie and I have been remained debt free since February 2007. So where is my focus? My focus is on the fact that we became debt free in February 2007 as a married couple. Uh, with the exception of our mortgage, but that that's that's our what we consider to be debt free. That was when I was still an insurance agent, and then I launched this business in January on January first, two thousand eight. And it was in two thousand eight that, or I think it, yeah, I think it was late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine, that the entire economy of the United States crashed like big time. And through all of that, not only did we survive, but we it was through that economy uh, crash that we started to thrive. It's That's when things started to pick up for us. Um, and we maintained our debt-free status through all of that. 
And then we got to the place where, gosh, I, I built podcasting A to Z and and podcast answer man as a brand, my podcast coaching and consulting. It's I've over the past decade many millions of dollars worth of products and services that have been sold, and. I, you know, I, not that anybody needs to know all the details, but on average, right about a half million dollars a year is what Podcast Answer Man and Podcast Coaching and Consulting would generate in our business. So it's not, it's not terrible. My overhead is low, and and so it it, it gave us a very awesome living for sure. Then um, I shut down one hundred percent of all of my income streams, like literally. Everything related to podcasting that I had to sell, all of that was taken away. I I took it all away. I didn't want to be known as the podcast answer man. And I didn't want somebody buying a product or a service from me and then having a quick technical question because I wanted to focus all of my, as much of my time, a minimum, my my goal was I want to spend a minimum of 80% of my time directly in the center of my, what is called zone of genius. And I have succeeded in that. So there's still 20% of my work that I do that's inside of my zone of excellence. I will admit to you there are a few things that I do that are inside of my zone of competence, such as bookkeeping. And on the very rare occasion, I, I'm tempted to, to dabble a little bit inside of my zone of incompetence and to bring myself up to a level of competence in those areas. But that, that's only if things are a little bit more financially tight than they need to be. But the reality is, is I completely replaced, uh, in 18 months, I was able to completely replace my income. The thing is, though, is Free the Dream 2018, while it was an incredible event, it was not financially prosperous that first year. And from what I hear, that's not to be unexpected. Uh, there are many people who consider uh, conferences, live events, to be lost leaders. Now, I can tell you right now that my standard and my expectation for my events are not lost leaders. I look for uh, future events and, and starting with Free the Dream 2019 to be a profitable stream of income inside of our business, that it will be definitely profit profitable. Um, I'm going for more than break even is what I'm saying here. And that's my expectation, that's my plan, and that's what I'm going after. But the first year wasn't. And so, and and there was a lot of income that was going down because I had these mastermind and I did not, for some reason, anticipate anybody ever dropping out and I wasn't adding new people and, and so my monthly income was, there was a bigger and bigger deficit and by the end of September, I thought Free the Dream would sell so many tickets that it would certainly fill up, it would uh, certainly cover any of the deficit was there that in those months prior to it. And, and then when it wasn't, it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And so it was a stressor. I, I did not anticipate. And I went to crazy mad work working on, on this. And here's the deal. Uh, that was in September of last year. And as of April of this year, April 1st of this year, not only did I dig myself out and pay back all of the deficit from all of the months leading up to September of last year, I I not only I, I maintained what needed to be as my minimum income in my business, which is a significant amount, um, and paid back everything. So it's kind of like I've brought in 
twice as much as I normally do over the past five months. You know, so yeah, I've done a couple of workshops and I've done a couple of things where there's been an extra 10, 15, or even $20,000 above and beyond what normally will come in. And it's allowed me to not only catch up financially, but now I'm in a position where, wow, um, I am back into the place where I was about a year ago. Uh, you know, in May of 2018, I was in a position where I was making as much money as I was doing podcasting A to Z, which, by the way, podcasting A to Z took me about 40 hours a week to do every other, every other, for four weeks, every other month. So I, six months out of the year, I was working 40 hours a week to generate the amount of income that I'm making today. And to make the amount of income that I'm making today, it, I'm required to work three to five hours a week. So I, I, I'm very thrilled with my business and the decisions that I've made. So there was this one question that came in here. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's from Eric. And by the way, Eric's a great guy. He's, he, I've since sent him a link to the, or I sent him a copy of the audio recording from the audio journal. And he since has become a, a, a paid subscriber to the audio journal and sent me a follow-up, which I'm going to read to you in just a moment. But also from that first email, he says, uh, he, in that email, he said, uh, your green room mastermind friend, Pat Flynn, has managed to move from a one-man band to a complete team working together to serve as many po- as possible. What's stopping you from following his example? And this is a genuine question that he has. And But I feel like, based upon the overall email, there's the assumption that that's my end goal, that that's that's something that is to be expected. It's something that's required to be able to fulfill my purpose and my vision of growing my business. So I I did not address this question, I don't believe, in my audio journal episode, and I want to address this real quick. Uh, for those who are a little confused. So I love Pat Flynn. Uh, He and I have been doing a weekly mastermind together uh, since October 2008. And I've watched Pat from, in, in October 2008, Pat was where I was, Pat was in 2008, where I was in 2000, uh, 2014. All right. So he he's always been way ahead of me when it comes to the success on the financial level and and the audience level and everything like that. But the thing is, is I've never compared myself to Pat Flynn. I am I'm I celebrate his success. I think what he's doing is awesome. And the most important thing to me is that Pat is happy with the life that he has. Uh, with uh, Pat is happy with the business that he has, and and one thing I know from the very first time I ever had a conversation with Pat when he hired me as a podcast coach and consultant, uh, he says, "Cliff, the one thing that is most important to me is that I never allow myself to get my business to where it takes me away from my first love, which is my wife and my my kids." Actually, he had one one kid at the time, uh, Keone, and and so. But he he's like, listen, that they, they are my number one. And at the time, he would he would work late at night, and he would spend his days with his kid, and that's that was the life that he wanted. And and of course, things have 
shifted for him in his direction. Now, he's still, his wife and his kids are definitely still his priority. He's always maintained that standard. But the thing is, is Pat's income went up and his opportunities, uh, his, his the size of his audience went up. He had lots of amazing opportunities that have come his way. He was prepared for those opportunities. He was, he was well positioned and he's taken a significant number of risks and uh, so much of what Pat has done has paid off in incredible ways. And yeah, Pat has an entire team of people. In fact, he actually has employees. I mean, he, he for for uh, for a while, you know, he had contracted workers and stuff like that. But he's he's moving. He's he, my friend Pat Flynn is an employer today, which I think is great for him. But I can tell you right now, the question is: is if he the the idea is that Pat has managed to move from this one man one man band uh, to a complete team working together, and it's not that I don't want a complete team working together, uh, and it's not that I'm trying to avoid a complete team working together, but I don't want it right now. I I like my solopreneur life. No, I, that that is inaccurate. I love my solopreneur life. I love the fact that I don't have anybody else's uh, financial lives on the line and that I'm, I'm not currently uh, responsible for making payroll. I mean, as I've shared with you, I if let, let's just say podcast answer man. I, well, that's not true. Maybe if I would have done the whole uh, team and employees and 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 set things up with podcast answer man and stuff like that, maybe I could have got podcast answer man where it would have been generating a profit without me needing to be involved, and those people would be working, and I'd make a, a significant profit, and it would have allowed me to do all this without financial pressure that I've experienced over the past eighteen months. It's still quite frankly, I'm just glad I didn't have to deal with any of the pressure of of personality conflicts and 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 dealing with leadership of people over this past 18 months. I I, I you know I've I've got, I still got a significant amount of work in leading myself and it's not that I'm not capable of leading other people. It's just not been a dream or a desire of mine. Um, I, I know some friends of mine. I, I I know people who have significant teams, and they have employees, and they have payroll requirements. and 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 the one thing that I know is that at this moment in time, I have a lot more freedom. Maybe not as much freedom financially as those guys do, but I certainly have a lot more freedom in and being able to just shift on a dime. I don't have to run it by anybody. If I'm if I decide to shut down 100% stream of income and do something completely different, I can do that. If I want to reinvent myself, I can do that. If I decide to do something, it's a terrible mistake and it like kills 70% of my income and it was a stupid thing. I don't have to worry about whether or not somebody else's payroll is going to... I got my own payroll, right? That's it. So I kind of like the position that I'm in now. And so it's not a desire. The one thing I can tell you, though, is that I do have clarity about the decisions that I've made. And and the, the masterminds are... The mastermind groups that I do are my primary source of recurring revenue. And there's a reason that I do them. 
It's there's a and and everything that I do in those groups certainly fits in with my identity as a business mentor, a life coach, aka mindset coach, and also at this motivational speaker that that puts on this event to help people pursue their dreams and the lives for which they were created. Everything that I do in those mastermind groups, every conversation and every hot seat certainly is in complete 100% alignment with Free the Dream and also a lot of the other products and services that I'm currently working on these days. My Building an Online Business Workshops, the Thriving Marriage Workshop. Now, Stephanie and I did this Thriving Marriage Workshop and the reason why we chose to focus on that, in spite of the fact that, you know, certainly we we should probably get working on that Free the Dream 2019 marketing stuff, right? Um, one of the reasons why we focused on it is because we saw a genuine need in the lives of a couple marriages. And, and our heart would not let us move on without creating this, knowing that um, Free the Dream is not going to be the only conference that we ever host. We're, we will do a marriage conference as well. That, that, that matter of fact, a marriage conference was on the, on the planning, on the, yeah, we were planning a marriage conference before we were creating, planning uh, Free the Dream. But then it became evident that Free the Dream should come first. We did that. But from Free the Dream, we met several married couples and we heard some testimonials about what it, how, how their lives were impacted. And it was very clear after several folks joined Stephanie's mastermind group that she facilitates that, you know, we, we need to create something for married couples to come here to do a workshop where we can talk about communication uh, and how to resolve conflict and just the stuff that we learned early on in our marriage that radically transformed our lives. And that was the intention it, with, with the idea that if we go ahead and do this workshop, Number one, we're going to be able to we're going to be able to serve these couples in a significant way, and I think they'll see. We both believe they would see transformation. That would be a worthy investment of our times, uh, of our time. Not only that, but once it's created, it's something that we can then duplicate easily. It wouldn't take us six weeks to plan it. It's just you know choosing a new date and sending out a couple emails and then doing it on a weekend. It 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 would be any subsequent event workshop would be far more profitable. And not only that, it's just like what I've done in the past. It, th- that workshop can easily mo- have get momentum and build into the conference, the marriage conference that we'll do. So there was plenty of reasons why we chose to do it. And one of the reasons was not what happened, but here's the interesting thing that happened. Four married couples came to the Thriving Marriage Workshop, and every married couple there was wildly and positively and profoundly impacted. Their marriages were radically uh, impacted by this event. Uh, that Stephanie and I hosted. Now, Stephanie hosts a mastermind called the Free to Thrive Mastermind Group for Women, and it's all about helping women break free from anything that's keeping them from living the lives of their of their dreams their, that they were created to live. And two of the married couples, the wives, were already a member of Stephanie's group. So there were two other couples, and, and uh, after the free... Uh, thriving marriage workshop. Um, one of the ladies that came that wasn't in Stephanie's mastermind group immediately came back, and the next week 
applied for Stephanie's mastermind group is now a part of that group as well. And here's the interesting thing. All four men from the four married couples from the Thriving Marriage Workshop, all 100%, every single man who came to that workshop applied for and is now in my new mastermind group that I've recently launched. And so it, 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 this, this is what I'm saying when I say that all these things, they kind of tie in together. Um, thriving Marriage Workshop, anybody who's married, uh, who's in our community, we know that this could be an extremely valuable, transformative event. Um, we actually chose to do a mastermind session during the final half of the work, the half, final half of the final day of the workshop. And that gave everyone there a feel of just what it's like to have a hot seat in a mastermind group setting. And, and it, we didn't do that to try to convince those people to join our mastermind groups. It just had that effect, and it was, and it's just a proof of how naturally that fits in. And the thing is, is all these people who are in all of the mastermind groups that I'm facilitating, all you know, I would say that almost all of them, I would assume almost all of them will be in Franklin, Tennessee this year. Uh, and certainly a, a, a large number of uh, mastermind members were there in Free the Dream 2018. But man, the buzz afterwards. Um, it, this all fits together. And, and again, it's not me trying to say, oh my gosh, I wonder if I can just uh, take these, these people and create new products where they all buy every product that I have. That's not, that's not been my intended outcome. But what I can tell you is that, man, everything that Stephanie and I are doing in this business together, it's, none of it's done just for the money. It's done because... Stephanie and I definitely feel called to create the products and services that we are creating. And there are times when we've said, this will not be as profitable as other opportunities that we could pursue with this time. But do you also agree with me that this is the right thing that we're supposed to focus on right now? And Stephanie's like, absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm, yes. We need to do the Thriving Marriage Workshop. So was there a lack of clarity? No, it, it not at all. Was it financially profitable? No. I, I mean, $2,000, but still, it's, there was other things I could have done would have generated a lot more money. But that wasn't the generating significant profit was not the intention for us when we first set it out. Long term, will it be a profitable thing? Yes. Absolutely, and and all of this stuff will the mastermind groups grow. I'm I'm thinking that I see my I I have more capacity for more groups than just the three that I have. Um, there's some room in the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind. There's a, a few seats left in the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. Um, so there's some room for growth there. But man, if it gets to it, would I launch a fourth group? Absolutely. Um, I love facilitating mastermind groups. It it I am inside my zone of genius when I lead those. I am impacting people in a significant way and it's why I do what I do. And it feeds it feeds them in what they need. It feeds me in my needful fulfillment in the work that I do. 
And, and quite frankly, because of the mastermind groups and an occasional workshop here and there, uh, and especially now that we've got the planning out of the way, with the mastermind groups alone, that, that, that will cover all of our business expenses. You throw in an extra one-on-one mentoring session with somebody or a one-day-with-cliff package or uh, you throw in a building an online business workshop here and there, and that meets more than our needs financially. And, and what that does is it takes the pressure financially off of Free the Dream to be profitable. Now, the thing is, is we, we want it to be profitable. And in fact, I, I, that, that's, that's the mission, that's the plan, that's the goal. But the fact that Free the Dream 2018 cost us money and we were able to do that without going into debt, it's because I made the decisions that I coached myself to make. And so, yeah, I, I'm very happy with the decisions we made. Anyway, so I, I shared a lot of that, and I got a follow-up from Eric. He says, hey, I just listened to your audio journal. Um, I One of the things that he gave me as a follow-up, he goes, I loved your feedback. As I was listening to you, I remembered what my original question was that made me decide to write to you. I was curious what your thoughts were go, um, going forwards towards your big goal of working on your business versus working in your business. So, um, and then he also says, I was curious of what your thoughts are around that. Do you think it's necessary to grow a team to reach such an amazing goal or can that be done with a small team? All right, so I'm gonna answer two different questions here. First of all, I was thought I was curious about what your thoughts were towards your big goal regarding working on your business versus working in your business. So I'm not sure, and and okay, I'm open to the possibility that somewhere I went crazy and said something about the fact that my big goal is to work more on my business and not so much in it. But man, that does not sound like Cliff Ravenscraft. It doesn't. Now, let me tell you, I I, I did do a pod, I did do a board uh, um, a whiteboard video on YouTube talking about the need to work on your business and not just in it. All right, you do need to schedule time to work on your business. And by the way, I do work on my business a lot, um, and and I'm not just working in it right now. I'm working in my business. But I do spend a significant amount of time working on my business. And I did a, a YouTube vlog on my at my whiteboard talking about the need to do this because somebody asked me the question about it. But my goal is not to get to the place where I don't work in my business. You see, there are, I think it was Michael E. Gerber in his book, e, e, what is it called? E-Myth Revisited. And in that book, I remember him saying something to the effect, and I could be paraphr—I am paraphrasing here, but I heard him, and it might be actually a direct quote. He said something like, "The only reason anyone should ever start a business is so that they can one day sell it at a profit, you know, and become financially wealthy." Um, and the other—I I don't know who said this, but I've heard at least three, maybe five people have said this other sentiment, and that is that. If you created a business that requires that you work every day in your business for it to stay uh, to stay alive, meaning that if you don't go to work and your business would die, 
financially as a result, then you did not create a business. What you created is a job. You're not a business owner. You're self-employed. I've heard that like three to five times. And I got to tell you, I, I just, I'm just like, whatever. You know what? The federal government defines my, my business as a business. I pay business taxes. I pay just as much. I contribute financially to, to the tax system as everyone else as a business. I get all of the benefits of a business owner. I get all of these amazing exemptions on my business expenses. There's so much val- so many benefits that f- come from me being a business owner. All right. And not to mention the fact that I do have flexibility and freedom in my schedule. I have margin and I can choose so many different things. So, um, but the, the, I, number one, I am not building a business that I look to sell one day. I, it's, it's not my desire. Could I have sold my brand for Podcast Answer Man and Podcasting A to Z? Yes. Was I approached by more than one person to buy it? Yes. Did I sell it? No, because that's my reputation. That's my legacy of what I did there. And nobody else is going to move that forward. And yes, I was offered a significant amount of money for it. Don't want it. That I, I may pick it back up one day. Uh, you just never know. And and so um I, I'm I'm not I'm not building what I'm building today, the the life coaching and mentoring and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've I had a friend of uh, a, a lunch meeting with a, a mentor of mine that I, I, if I said his name, you'd know who he was. Most of you would, and he's like Cliff. You know, so tell me how how are you? Do, you know, who are the next three people you need to hire for your business? And I said I'm not really looking for, to do that, and um, he's talking to me about you know some of his recent uh, acquisitions for cl- uh, um, employees and stuff like that. And he's like, man, you really ought to think about this. Because what got me to think is about legacy, and and you know, he's like, man, I you know, I want to build something like you know, like so and so did, and and he named some people, and he's like, and then he named some other quote unquote people out there that that quite frankly, I hear this name as much as anything else, but that person's family doesn't still own a business that's carrying on or it did that that company is not still impacting hundreds of thousands of people and stuff like it's like that right now that's not my vision it's not my dream it's not my goal right now my vision is to to in in this season of my life is to to continue to serve the people that god has brought in my path um to do the work that i feel called to do every day uh, to have the freedom and flexibility in my schedule to spend a lot of time with my wife and my kids, um, and you know, and and I, I'm I'm working out the details of figuring out how to to turn these things into profitable new things. This this all happened about a year ago. This conversation, I said, but that that's I, I said I appreciate your feedback, and man, I it you know any advice you ever give me is weighted heavily on my mind and. And, and it influences me, but right now it doesn't influence me enough to tilt me in the direction of pursuing that. So right now, yeah, I'm not thinking about hiring anybody. I, I'm working with people as on a contract basis. So yeah, the, so the next question that this Eric uh, in my community wrote, he says, do you think it's necessary to grow a team to reach such an amazing goal? So let's talk about this. Is it require? Does it require for me to be able to build my business to a place where I could host an event at a stadium with ten thousand people, 
do I need an entire team of people? Do I need, you know, three or four people on my marketing team? Do I need a couple people on my social media team? Do I need a couple people? And do these people, first of all, do I need a team of people to help me pull it off? Yes. Do I need them as employees? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I was having this conversation with a friend of mine named Paul Klein, and he sent me a, the, an audio book. Uh, by the way, thank you for that, Paul, again. Uh, but he sent me an audio book called A Business of One, I think is what it's called. Actually, I'm looking here. It is A Company of One by Paul Jarvis. Anyway, I, I've been listening to that in the background as I've, I've done some things over the last couple of days. And yeah, I totally agree with, a. I would say, a, at least... 70% of what I'm hearing in this book. There's a couple, I think there's a couple limiting beliefs that were expressed in this book that I'm I'm not in full agreement with. But for the most part, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not growing a business just for growth's sake or anything like that. I don't feel like I'll be more successful if I get to a certain financial level above, you know, certain things. I Do I want more wealth? Do I want to become independently wealthy? Yes. Do I think that requires that I grow a huge team? Um, at this stage, if it does, then, then I'm okay with not doing it at this stage is where I'm at. So that's, that's my thought on that. Um, here's what I can tell you. Free the Dream Conference, definitely, had I had the, uh, had I done everything that could be done to sell as many, Free the Dream 2018 literally was in a space that could have seated 1,000 people. I could have put 1,000 people in the room, um, and at 1,000 people, it definitely would have been a profitable event, and it would have actually cost me more money to put it together, but I would have had the ticket sales to certainly pay for that. It would have been an ex- a wildly profitable. At, at 1,000 people, it would have been it would have generated over a, a half a million dollars in profit. Um, is that right? Yeah, 500, yeah. 500. Yeah. I would have generated over $500,000 in profit from Free the Dream had we had 1,000 people there. And all of that could have happened with the same setup that we had last year, which is me and my wife working on the dreaming and planning and putting together of, of just our talks and our speaker team and, and stuff like that and making decisions on design and, and the feel and the atmosphere and the music and all that other stuff. And we hired an event management team, our event production team, our good friends over at Brady Made Events. And we hired them. They took care of everything. They hired, they negotiated the venue contracts. They hired all of the uh, the caterers, the coffee and tea setup. Uh, they they did all the art. They hired the artists to do the the coffee sleeves and the the video animations and the set design. They, they just presented all that stuff to us and, and we paid them on a contract basis to put our event together. And so I know for a fact that for me to be able to do an event between 1,000 to 5,000 people will require no more people on my team than what I already have, which is me and Stephanie or Stephanie and I. Uh, and and with our, our contracted uh, help, uh, with um, Brady made events. And when it scales up from there, you know what? I'm I'm confident that Brady made events could help us get to uh, 20 or 30,000 people 
without adding a lot more people to my team. Now, here's what I can tell you is when I get to the place where this thing really becomes profitable, I'm not looking at hiring marketing employees for me, but I I will look to get to co- contract out a mark either a marketer or a sales person or a sales team or a sales company like Brady make events, but only on the marketing side to help me market this thing, and and I can do that on a contract basis as well. So to answer your question is, you know, I I, I love Pat. I love. Uh, Pat Flynn, he's got a great team and and stuff like that. Uh, my friend Ray Edwards has a, a, several employees now. Uh, my friend Michael Hyatt has a lot of employees. And, you know, a lot of my friend Michael Stelzner has, a you know, a lot of employees. I don't desire the life that they have right now. I, I'm not saying that I'm going, I'm trying to avoid what they have. But one thing I can tell you is that I will only make those steps when there there's so much extra financial resources available for those things and there's a buffer so that any kind of silly things that come along uh, that might bring a dip in income that I'll have such a big reserve that that I can float the company on my own with an emergency fund of six to 12 months, worst case scenario. So those are the kinds of things that I've been thinking. I, I'm very intentional about how I'm building my business. And I have been coaching myself along the way. And I, you know what? I'm having fun. I really am. You know, do I? It, it, you you've heard me in a bunch of different ways over the past eighteen months. Ever since I left podcasting, uh, podcast coaching and consulting, and I got to tell you, uh, I'm not going to say that there hasn't been troubles, that there hasn't been some poor decisions that I've made. I'm not saying there hasn't been financial stress or pressure, but the thing is, is that there was a season of gosh a, a good solid what was it um September through April so that's 10 11 12 that's 7 months there is 7 months of significant financial stress it's all gone i'm telling you it's 100% eliminated because of how i've built my business and what i've been able to accomplish and yes i could grow faster but I don't feel led to. Not yet. It's coming, my friends. It's coming. That's what I wanted to share with you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I appreciate each and every one of you. And yes, I do hope to see you this September in Franklin, Tennessee, September 13th through the 15th. If you have always experienced a gap in between what it is that you say you're going to do and what you end up doing. Or if there's a gap between what you feel like you ought to be doing in this world and how you should be spending your days on a consistent basis and actually how you're living your life today, I encourage you to come to Free the Dream and learn how to break through to new levels of success. I look forward to seeing you in Franklin, Tennessee, September 13th through the 15th. Go right now, freethedreamconference.com. Freethedreamconference.com. Get your tickets before the price goes up. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.